Um, just really something on my heart as, you know, just uh, as I was preparing this week or whatever is how many believe that God is our defense? God is our defender. Amen. This morning. And I just want to declare that and encourage your heart today. Uh, if you'll turn with me to Psalms 46 or click on your device to Psalms 46, 1 and 2. <clears throat> God is our defender this morning. Amen. Believe that with all my heart. The Bible says in, in Psalms 46, 1 and 2, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. Because of that, we will not fear when earthquakes come and when the mountains crumble into the sea. Amen. And verse 3 even says, even when the sea is in an uproar, we're not going to be moved. Amen. And Psalm 7:10 says, God is my defender. He rescues those who have a pure heart. Amen. How many know that when trouble draws near, God draws closer? Amen. And he's ready to help. And so because of that, there's no running, there's no hiding, there's no pacing, there's no nail biting. We just need to say, even when the earth is spinning out of control, as David says, we are going to be sure and fearless that our God is going to defend us. Amen. Our God is our defense. The scripture really defines, when David says this and the psalmist says this, the scripture defines an, uh, really an impenetrable fortress, an unstoppable force. How many believe God is an impenetrable, amen, fortress, amen? He is an unstoppable force. And because of that, God is the one and only who is unbreakable, unshakable, unstoppable, and unbeatable. Amen. Aren't you glad that Jesus is, is undefeated? Amen. This morning. And because of He is our defense. I'm excited about that. In Psalms 46, if you look at the scripture just a little bit closer, it says this at the earth. It talks about the earth and the mountains and the sea. That they're destroyed in an attempt to destroy God's people. But God's people cannot be destroyed because God is defending them. Amen. And I believe that God defends us by His Word. I believe He defends us by His presence. And he defends us by His angels. And He uses other people to defend us. How many know that when, when we talk about God defending us, it's usually when we're outnumbered, we're over our head, and we're overwhelmed? How many know what I'm talking about? David said, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. This morning I want to declare that God is our defender. Amen. God is our defense. Amen. And so what does that look like? Just a few things that I jotted down here that the defense of God. Well, He protects, He upholds, and He helps. So I want to just talk to you about protecting. When I think of the defense of God or God being my defender, I think automatically of protection. The, the, really the picture, the clearest picture that the Bible gives us a couple things of uh, protection is here it mentions a fortress. But also it talks about to shield. Uh, the word means to shield. To protect means to shield, to defend, to hold off or hold back. Psalms 3.3. I'm going to give a lot of scripture today and I know you're going to be okay with that because I believe that we need to hear the word this morning. The word brings spirit and the word brings life. Amen. But in Psalms 3.3, 3, uh, David said, But you, Lord, are a shield around me, my glory, the one who lifts my head high. In Ephesians chapter 6, we read that one of our most important uh, uh, tools or weapons that we have of defense against the enemy is what? The shield of 
faith. It's a shield of faith, and the Bible says that we've been given that, that we may quench the fiery darts of the wicked. Now, as one little boy put it, it was the diary farts of the wicked. Either one is destructive and can hurt you. There I said it in church. Anyways, amen, come on. And he says this is a shield. This blocks destructive elements that the enemy or life can bring that will prevent us from being affected by these things. This is the shield. Isaiah even declared that God is our rear guard. Amen. He's got your back. Come on, look at somebody say, he's got your back. God has got your back. He's your rear guard. Meaning that he's not only helping you fight this way, but you're standing back to back with him, and he's got the things that you can't see. Aren't you glad that God protects you from things that you don't even know about? You can't even see, amen, this morning? There's something out there that we can't see, but God's defending us this morning, amen. God's protecting us. In Psalm 62, David said, He alone is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I will not be shaken. Because God is my defense, I will not be shaken. And how many know, every time there's a shaking, it's that other, the things will crumble. I'm not going to be cr uh, crumbling in certain areas in my life. I'm going to stay together. I'm not going to be shaken. I believe the enemy wants you to fall. He wants you to fail. He wants to destroy you. But how many believe that God is our defender? Amen. And because He is our defense, we will not be shaken. This morning, I don't want you to be shaken in your emotions. I don't want you to freak out when you watch the news. I want you to be sure and fearless that God is our defense. Amen. I like this promise that Paul talks about in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 3. He said, but the Lord is faithful, and He will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. Amen. How many believe that God's protection is also God's prevention? Amen. The Bible says that God is faithful. He is able to keep you from falling. Uh, the Bible declares also that, you, that whoever is, the mind stays on the Lord will be kept in perfect peace. The Bible says that God preserves us. Is that good? God preserves us. In, in other words, God keeps us. He, he protects us. He uh, shelters us, as it were. He preserves us. Amen. And so I, I believe that if you look at even our bodies, that God put in a system to, of defense in our bodies because He wanted us to know that God defends us. Amen. Come on, God defends us. And we want you to take care of that system this morning. We don't want you to be unwise at this time. We want you to be smart. Take care of your body. Come on. But aren't you glad that God even put something in your body that helps defend you? Amen? Yes, he does. And so, uh, I like the scripture that says that when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord raises up a standard against him so it doesn't even get to you. Amen? Aren't you glad for that God takes preventative me measures in your life? Amen? That when he sees the enemy coming, because God knows what he's doing, God, the Bible says that the Spirit of the Lord raises up a standard against him. Uh, the other thing that, that protection means is it means to hide or to cover. Now you know that I couldn't uh, preach this morning and, and I feel that this is fitting for, for us as believers all over Psalms 91 verse 1. Come on. Whoever dwells 
in the secret place of the Most High shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty. In verse 2, I will say of the Lord, He is my what? My refuge and my fortress, my God. In Him will I trust. Verse 4, He shall cover you with His feathers and under His wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and your buckler. Aren't you glad that God allows you to hide in Him and He covers you? Yeah. You know, the hiding that the Bible's talking about here isn't a fear of facing your problems. It isn't running from problems. It isn't avoiding challenges or running away from things, but it's being kept from evil. It's being kept from destruction, uh, untimely death. It's really unnecessary pain. How many are thankful that God will hide you under His feathers? Amen. Come on, amen. And I love this in verse, uh, Psalms 32, verse 7. He said this, You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. Aren't you glad God gives you a song to sing in the middle of trouble? Amen. But I want you to notice something about this scriptures on hiding. When you're hidden, really if you think about it, you can't be seen, but the one that is protecting you is seen. So that's why the Bible says, hide in me. Because when, when the enemy sees only me, he doesn't see you, he sees me. And how many know he's unbeatable? Amen. The Lord is unbeatable. Hallelujah. He's unstoppable. And so when you hide in the Lord, I love this scripture, amen, about this, is that the devil wants to destroy any type of protection that we have so he can conquer and he can uh, rule your life. But how many know when you're hiding in the Lord, all that the enemy can see is God. Amen. Paul declared it's not, no longer I that live, but it's Christ that lives on the inside of me. It's Christ in you, what? The hope of glory. Amen. So aren't you glad, amen, that we can hide in the Lord today? Amen. He is our hiding place. In the Old Testament, we see a picture of something amazing about being covered. In the, uh, the Bible declares in, in Exodus that when the children of Israel were in captivity and they were in bondage for 400 years... They prayed for deliver. God raised up Moses and spoke to him. And, and he went to Pharaoh and told him to let people go. And it didn't go over so well. And Pharaoh hardened his heart. And so the Bible says that God sent plagues to the land of Egypt. And one of the plagues, the last plague, was that the firstborn of every household would die that night. But the Lord gave the children of Israel, his people, a key in the midst of this plague. He said, if you take a lamb, a spotless lamb, shed the blood, put the blood of that lamb over the doorpost of your house, anyone in your house is going to be safe. That blood is going to defend them. And he said, when I see the blood, I will what? Pass over. Amen. How many know they were hiding under the blood? They were hiding in the, cover, uh, the covering of the blood. And in the New Testament, the blood of Jesus forgives us and he cleanses us and covers our sin. Aren't you glad for that? Two people. There's more than that. Amen. Hallelujah. You won't get sick by raising your hand. Amen. Hallelujah. So when I see the blood, I'll pass over. And so I'm thankful this morning that the blood of Jesus is greater than any uh, a virus, any disease, any sickness this morning. Aren't you glad? Amen. If you're afraid, get in, Lord. Hide yourself. Amen. Get in the refuge of God. Come, uh, run to the Lord as a fortress, and He will cover you. Amen. It also means not just to hide, it also means to guard. When you talk about protection, you talk about guarding. Amen. What does a Psalm say in Psalms 34, verse 7? 
the angel of the Lord encamps round about those that fear him and delivers them. Amen. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in the Lord. I, I, I'm thanking the Lord today because he's a, he's a God over angel armies this morning. And the Bible says in Psalms 91, right, that he's going he's gonna to give his angels, what, charge over you. Aren't you glad this morning that the angels of the Lord are encamped round about those that fear the Lord? Amen. Amen. When my kids were little, we would pray pretty much the same prayer every night for all four of them. And it got a little tiring for me, but I don't know how it was for them. But one of the things I prayed over them was, Lord, let your angels guard round about my kids. Amen. Protect my kids. Amen. I want you to notice something about one of the temptations of Jesus. One of the temptations that the devil tried to come and tempt Jesus with is the protection of the Lord. Did you notice that? Jesus, the Bible says that the devil took him up on the highest point of the temple and he, and he challenged him to, to uh, uh, attempt suicide. And he said, just throw yourself off because the Bible said, he quoted from Psalms 91, the angels are going to get you and you won't dash your foot. In the, and, and Jesus said, it is written, you will not tempt the Lord your God. Because the devil knows that if you're under the protection of the Lord, he can't touch you. He can't get to you. Amen. And one of the temptations that the devil came with to Jesus was the temptation to get out of under God's protection. Amen. And so I don't know about you, but I want to stay right where God wants me, right? I want to stay where the Lord is protecting me. Amen. Hallelujah. Psalms 121 verse 7 says, The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming in and you're going out now and forever. That's a good promise, isn't it? Amen. And so God is very protective. And I think of how God is protective and guards and protects His children. You know, kind of like, we, we, you know, we, those that you hunt, you understand how it is. You never want to get in between a mother bear and her cubs. How many know you're going to have some problems? All right? But you know something? I don't know about you, but you never want to get between a mom and her kids. I don't care what, what, what relationship you have with your child. If you've got to, if someone's messing with your kids, you'll show up to the school in your pajamas. You'll go with your slipper and your robes. Who's messing with my kids? Come on. You don't care how big they are and how many they are. You'll get out on the front lawn and say, if you even touch my kids, you're going to have problems with me. How many had moms like that? Aunts or grandmother, your dad was like that. He came out, man, he had his boxer shorts on and he had a gun. Get off my lawn, you know. You know, and we were like, Dad, you know, right? Come on, if you mess with my kids, you mess with me. How many know God feels that way? If you mess with one of my kids, you got to mess with me, amen. And when any a disease or pestilence or as the Bible says, any danger, evil comes to your life, amen, our Father is a good Father. He's a protective Father, amen. He's not going to allow these things without Him saying, look, you got to go through me to get to them first. Amen. We might shout in the second service over that one. I don't know. Amen. I like this one and, and this promise that we have concerning the protection of the Lord. One of the most powerful aspects of God's protection is the name of Jesus. 
Because the name of Jesus is impenetrable. It's unbeatable. The devil cannot defeat the name of Jesus because it's the name that's been given that's higher than any other name. Come on, how many believe the name of Jesus is greater than any sickness, any virus, any pandemic, anything, amen, that we're facing in this world, the name of Jesus, amen, is greater. Is that right? Psalms 18.10, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. Amen. You're safe in the name of Jesus. Amen. Because the name of Jesus is unbreakable, unshakable, unstoppable, and unbeatable. Amen. That's what it means to protect. And the second thing that I see how the Lord is our defender is He upholds us. To uphold means to support. And so I, I think there's a couple things here. I want to share one. But I want to mention a few. That A couple. To support means He lifts me up. Aren't you glad that, uh, as, as David declared in Psalms 40, amen, that he pulled me out of the miry clay and set my feet on a solid rock, amen, he said that he upholds me by his right hand, amen, in Psalms 51, amen, that he upholds me with his free spirit, amen, hallelujah, I love that, but the second thing I want to just uh, concentrate on that and just focus on is not only does su to support or uphold mean he lifts me up, but it also means he will fight for my cause. He will fight for my cause. In Psalms 59 verse 1, it says, Deliver me from mine enemies. Oh my God, defend me from them that rise up against me. In Psalms 43, Oh God, defend me from the charges of these merciless, deceitful men. How many know that people are going to, people Jesus promised, they're going to hate you. Amen. They're going to falsely accuse you. And, and, uh, how many believe that Jesus, amen, has been sent once he, he came on the earth? He is fighting for our cause. Yes, he is. He's fighting. Like, like he did in the Old Testament, he fought for the children of Israel, amen, under the new covenant. He's still fighting for our cause. I want you to just know a few things about how the Lord fights for our cause. Number one, the Bible says that Jesus is making intercession for us. He's standing between you and the problem. He's standing between you and the enemy. He's standing between you and the sickness and the disease. Is that right? That's what intercession is. It makes up the hedge. It stands in the gap. The Bible says in Hebrews that he has risen from the dead, seated at the right hand forever, making intercession for the saints. How many know there's nobody that can pray like Jesus? And the good thing is he's praying for you. The second thing is, is that he's pleading my case. In 1 John, he declares, 1 John 2, 1 and 2, he declares that the Lord doesn't want us to sin. But if anybody sins, the Bible says here, that we have an advocate, and that's a legal term, or a lawyer, a defense attorney, who pleads our case before the Father. He is Jesus Christ, the one who is truly righteous, and that's why he can do it. He himself is the sacrifice that atones for our sins, not only our sins, but the sins of the whole world. Amen. Aren't you glad that he's pleading your case this morning? Amen. I don't know what it is. I have no idea. It might be about your children. It might be about your body. It might be about your work. Amen. But Jesus is pleading your cause. The Bible says, amen, that we have an advocate this morning. And aren't you even glad that if you, if you fall, he's pleading your case? He's pleading your case. If you sin, the Bible says, he's pleading your case. Come on, Christians, don't look at me funny. I said he's pleading your case this morning. Amen. 
And so the third thing, not only is Jesus making intercession and pleading your case, but he's dealing with people's hearts. I want to say this quickly, that what do we do when our case is pending before the Lord? I want to give you some keys about what to do while your case is pending before the Lord. Number one, pray. Pray. Uh, amen. And I, I, I just think it's so important that you speak in wisdom. Don't get online and start yelling at people and defending your case. Amen. Just pray and speak in wisdom. Move in grace. Amen. As we saw Jesus do this. And wait. And wait. That's the hardest one, isn't it? Wait until the Lord is, ple is pleading your case. While your case is pending, how many know sometimes you've got to wait several months for a trial? You've got to wait many, many months sometimes. Is that right? But he's pleading your case. And so we've got to wait. Psalms says this, Because of his strength will I wait, for God is my defense. Amen. God is defending me while I wait. Amen. But you know, I just want to just throw this out a little bit and just say this. I think it's important that God will not defend your cause if it's motivated by pride or hurting other people. How I many you know God's not going to hear your prayers if you're all about, you know, Lord, let my neighbor get run, run over by a car today because of what they said to me. Come on, somebody. Amen. How many know God doesn't hear that kind of stuff, right? All right. And I just wrote this down because I just wanted to say this. He doesn't defend pride. He doesn't defend hate. And he doesn't defend stupid. <laughs> Foolishness. Is that right? Come on. Some people find themselves in a pit and other people dig a hole for themselves. Yes, they do. Amen. Just like Joseph. And one of the keys that Joseph got out of the pit and the way he got out of prison... Uh, is he did this, he trusted in the Lord. He didn't blame other people, and he watched God work. How many know that's important? Amen. If you're really in a pit, if someone's really putting you in a pit, and God's putting you in a, like a spiritual prison, or whatever you want to call it, I'm in prison, I'm suffering for the Lord, I'm like Joseph, people are accusing me. Well, let me tell you something. Let's just watch and see how you react. Because some people, as I say, they get thrown in a pit by other people. What their intentions are, other people just dig themselves a hole. Amen. And that's, that's not what we're talking about today. The Lord fights for the innocent, the Bible says. The Lord fights for the innocent, but he allows the guilty to be caught. How many know it may be several months, it may be several years, but eventually the Bible says that the Lord allows the guilty to be caught. Hallelujah. So let me give you a couple, uh, one key to false accusations. Luke chapter 12, in verse 11 and 12, Jesus said, When you are brought to trial before these Jew Jewish rulers and authorities in the synagogues, don't be concerned about what you're going to say in your defense. For the Holy Spirit will give you the right words even as you are standing there. How many know when Jesus was falsely accused, the Bible says, He opened not His mouth. He learned how to zip it. <laughs> How many know that's one of the hardest things we can do? Amen. Uh, especially the social media. I mean, you, you know, your hands, you're just getting ready to, you just want to, you got to type it. I mean, you just got to say it. Amen. But be like Jesus and watch the Lord work. Why did he do that? Why did Jesus stand there and let people falsely accuse him? Number one, because eventually his accusers would look foolish. And number two, he knew that whatever was happening was going to lead to the glory of God. Amen. So sometimes we need to say, Lord, just teach me to whoop. I need to be like a Ziploc in the Holy Ghost. I just got to close it. Amen. Hallelujah. And so in Psalms 82, I like this scripture. It says that God defends the poor and God defends the fatherless. 
God does justice to the afflicted and the needy. How many believe that the Lord desires to, to do justice for those who cannot help themselves? And I believe that as Christians, because we have the nature of the Lord in us and nature of Jesus, that that's how we ought to treat other people. We need to not go around looking for justice for ourselves. We need to be seeking justice for other people. Amen. And I'm not talking about the, the ridiculous uh, things that they call social justice today. I'm talking about Bible justice. And the Bible says that God defends the poor and God defends the fatherless. Amen. So be careful how you treat those people because God loves them. And there's a special defense that God has for them. Amen. In our culture. I'm so glad for that. And then the last point about God being our defense is that God helps us. God is our helper. Did you know that? That means to surround, that means to aid and to deliver. Psalms 46, our text says he is a very present help in the time of trouble. He's here to help us. And I don't know why, but God has this way about him that he loves it when we're outnumbered and overpowered. I don't know why, he just, he, he's almost like waits until we're outnumbered. He waits until we're overwhelmed. He waits until we're overpowered. Come on, is that right? Is that your experience? It certainly is mine. In 2 in, in Chronicles it says, amen, that the armies came against the armies of Israel and Jehoshaphat, they were outnumbered 10,000 to 1. How many know they're, they're going to get a whooping? Oh yeah, that, that's, that's like... I mean, that's, that's no, uh, just no brainer right there. I mean, that's, we're going to win this thing. Okay, we're going to wipe the floor with you guys. But the Bible says that God gave them a key, and he said, put the singers out first. Put those that don't even have weapons out first. Now, maybe the guy that played the trombone can use it pretty good in a fight, but that's not what he meant. Amen. He said, put the singers out there. Let them, he said, because I want you to learn something today. I want you to learn that the battle isn't your battle, but the battle is my battle. And I, I get the victory when you're outnumbered. How many know that if you were outnumbering your enemy, the victory would belong to you? You could do it easily. But when you're outnumbered, how many know when God shows up, then he gets the glory. And he gets the honor and he gets the praise. Amen. And I don't know why he likes that, but that's how the Lord moves. Amen. And as Psalms 91 says that a thousand will fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand. But what? It will not come close to you. Amen. Because the Lord is your helper. Because the Lord is surrounding you. Because the Lord is here to deliver you. Amen. And give you victory. Uh, God really comes to our aid, I believe, that when we call on Him. How many believe that? God comes to our aid when we call on Him. The Bible says, call on me. God spoke to His people, call on me in the day of trouble and I will answer you. Psalms 30, verse 10, Hear, O Lord, hear my cry, and have mercy upon me. The Lord be my helper. Help me today. How many have ever just gone through something and you just didn't know what else to say? It's like, God help me. How many have ever said that so many times about your children? Heaven help us. Come on. No, but seriously. I mean, there's times where you just get serious and you say, Lord, I need help right now. I've got to have help. I, you are my helper. I can't look to anybody else, but you're my helper. Amen. And you know, some people really call out to the Lord in desperation. It's what in the military they've called foxhole religion. And in prison they call it jailhouse religion. But how many know those things are good as long as they keep that religion outside. Amen. When they get out of the problem. Amen. Right? Amen. How many know those things are good, but as long as it still works when you're free? 
I mean, how many know it? I remember working with a young man who was in tremendous, tremendous legal trouble, and he was in tremendous trouble in his life. And uh, in fact, he was facing a very long jail sentence. And he said, you know, I have been afraid to ask the Lord for help because I'm not good enough and I've got all these problems and I've failed God. I said, listen, brother, God wants you to call out to him when you're in trouble, not when you're in safety. Amen? That's what the Lord wants. He wants you to call out to Him when you're in trouble. You don't have to be, you know, in church and all cleaned up and your family. Listen, it's when in the midst of trouble you call out to Him. It's when you've got yourself in the trouble. It's when others have put you in trouble. Come on. It's when you haven't been right, perfect, and you're in a major mess. Call on the one that can fix it. Call on the one that can clean it up. Call on the one that, amen, specializes in defending his people. Amen. Especially those that call on him. Amen. And so I believe that whatever God brings you to, he'll bring you through. Is that right? Because he's the God of mercy and he's also God of trials. But either way, he wants to help you. Either way, he wants to help you. Amen. And he's the God that will set you free and he's the God that will keep you free. Amen. He wants to help you not just get free. He wants to help you stay free. Stay clean. Stay in the place of victory. Stay in the valley of winning. Come on. Stay in, the, in that season of conquering. Amen. I believe that with all my heart. And lastly, the scripture, Psalms 28, 7. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in Him and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoices, and with my song will I praise God. Amen. And I believe that we worship God through the trouble. Amen. And as we worship God through the trouble, He will defend us. How many can lift your hand to heaven and say, God is my defense? Amen. God is my defender. Let's stand to our feet this morning. Hallelujah. We want to pray for you. Amen. Whatever your need is, we want to pray in any way we can help this morning. Hallelujah, we just want to believe God, amen, that God's going to see you through. In Psalms 46, I just want to repeat this, Psalms 46, 1 and 2, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. Because of that, we will not fear when earthquakes come and when mountains crumble into the sea. All the promises of de defense and protection today that I gave you hinge on two things, faith and trust in the Lord. This morning, don't be afraid, as Jesus said, but put your faith in the Lord. Put your trust in the living God. I don't know who you are or where you come from if you're listening to this, but God wants you to really come to a place where you absolutely are convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt, you're sure and you're fearless of one thing, that God is my defender. God will defend me. This morning, some of you are going through some accusations, you're going through some situations that you need God to be your lawyer. You need God to plead your case for you. You need the Lord to intercede for you like never before and say, God, amen, this morning uh, I, I believe that you're defending me and you're pleading my case, amen, before the throne of God. Aren't you glad that the Lord, amen, hears every cry of our heart, every prayer that we lift to Him, every whisper, come on, every shout, He hears it. Is that right? And so this morning some of you might be crying it out and others might be whispering it out, but nevertheless, God wants to meet your need today. Amen? Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you for your word. We thank you that your word comes and brings life. It brings healing. Your word is like medicine. It 
heals us. It restores our soul. It, Lord, it does something that nothing else can do. It makes us whole. Lord, we thank you for the, uh, your word today that declares you are our defender. Lord, we want to sing this. We want to speak this today over our lives and over our community that God is our defender. Amen. Hallelujah. And, and I just thank you, Lord, today that we're calling on not just a name, we're calling on the name. The name above all names, the name of Jesus. You are our strong tower. You are a place of safety. You are our hiding place, Lord. You will cover us with your feathers, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord, you're going to keep us from the danger at night and the trouble at day. Hallelujah, Lord, we thank you for that today. We just, Lord, we lay hold of your promises like never before. And Lord, help us encourage other people, amen, who may be struggling with fear and anxiety in our culture today, in our neighborhoods, our families. Let us be a strength. Let them see that you are the fortress in our lives, the strength of our lives today. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. This morning.